that's the joy of indoor soccer is you get those opportunities to really show yourself and you get them more I think in indoor soccer so I think that's where you you, you get to show yourself your creativity and and kind of have a little fun with it and that's, that's exactly what, what happened Hello and thank you so much for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. How's it going? My name is Robert Kerr, your host of the program. As always, hopefully everybody's doing just fine getting through the winter season. Okay, before we get going, I want to say Thank you to my good friend, Luke Zagorski, for hooking me up with this very cool throwback Wales kit. Enjoy it very much. My first time wearing it on the show for you, buddy. But uh, you are right here locked in Michigan Soccer Central, your place to connect with the entire Michigan soccer community. Whether you're a coach, player, supporter, administrator, any of the above, it's your place to connect. This show, just like the all the uh, social media handles, getting as many perspectives and trying to shine a light on as many soccer stories here in the Great Lakes State as possible. Um, on this show, you heard at the very top a, a short soundbite from former Michigan State Spartan Giuseppe Barone after his Man of the Match performance in For Rapid City FC. Some arena ball action we'll hear a few minutes of him after that game on Saturday night, a highly entertaining affair. I was lucky enough to make it out to. We also have coach Javi Batista, the former DCFC man, is leading the charge for a brand new club, Liquid Football, joining the Midwest Premier League in 2023. And he's on the program to tell us all about that, the very origin of a brand new club. So, we're going to get to coach real quick right now. Then we'll hear from uh, Giuseppe Baroni here on the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. All right, next up on Michigan Soccer Central podcast, very exciting segment coming up. The announcement of a brand new team here in Metro Detroit, former DCFC pair uh, leading the charge. And here to talk about it, I got coach Javi Batista. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, sir. Thanks, Robert. Uh, glad to be here. So um, it seems like you guys have uh, been up to some work behind the scenes. Liquid Football was announced, and uh, you guys have been putting out some some fun uh, social media content with uh, some of your uh, foundational staffers. Um, what is Liquid Football? So Liquid Football um, just started, started with an idea that, you know, the the people at the bottom, they're the people that you see on the field, the ones that are kind of at the base of everything are the same people that are at the top. So, um, you know, we've been we've been part of a lot of organizations and a lot of clubs in the past. And I think we've gotten enough experience to know exactly how how a club and a team is run. And uh, I think just the only thing that we really haven't been able to do was be the ones at the at the head of that, you know, at the ones that are making all the decisions and um you know, starting it from scratch. So I think it's been it's been a project that we've had in our in our heads for quite some time, and finally the the times have have come where we we felt like it was it was an appropriate uh, time to do it. 
So it's yourself and uh, former DCFC player George Shamakov, right? That's correct. Yeah. And then, so the two of you, how did you? Uh, so was there like a one moment where you know we should start a team, or how did how did that kind of uh, germinate? Uh, me and George have have always had kind of like um, like an entrepreneurial mindset. Me and him are always talking about the different types of projects and the things that we want to start. Um, and we've been very good friends for a while. I actually played with George. Uh, for at DCFC back in 2015 and 2016, um, so that's when we met. We just became good friends, and um, yeah, now that we we both have a little bit more time on our hands, and we've kind of gone to different stages in our lives, we just sat down at one point, and you know, basically the the, the question was like, it can't be that hard, can it? it? Can't be that hard to start start something and kind of do it the way that we've wanted to do it for a while, um, and yeah, and I mean the one thing that I wanted to make sure that we did was we did it right. We took our time, we planned everything and uh, we didn't want to rush it because we wanted to do things right. So it started in April. That's when we had our first meeting. And then, um, yeah, we just said, look, the a summer season, spring slash summer season makes the most sense. So, you know, if we start thinking about it now, it gives us a, about a year's time to really plan it out and, and do it right. And then, so now it's uh, mid January. Uh, it's you know public. It's out there, and you've yeah. joined the league. Uh, tell us, uh, kind of, uh, you've been working on about a year. Um, how did it come to be uh, that you are going to start off in the Midwest Premier League? Yeah, so we both have experience in the Midwest Premier League. Back in um, 2021, I was the head coach of the Detroit City FC U23s, which was our our reserve team for for the first team. Um, and we joined the Midwest Premier League. We had a fantastic experience. I thought the organization was good. Um, the people who were in charge of, of running the league and making decisions were good people. And um, yeah, we just we enjoyed the league. And and I always kind of thought, you know what, if 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 there were a time to come that that we would start our own team, I think this would be the the ideal league for us to play in. So I mean, we I, I reached out to uh, to John, who is the who is the current president of the league. And uh, I just told him, I was like, hey, let's just have a conversation and, and see if you can give me a little bit more insight on how how you started. Because he started um, or he's he's one of the people in charge of the county soccer club. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I reached out to him and we had a conversation. He gave me some some tips some pointers. Um, and then from there, it just made the most sense to try and join that league. So as it stands now, do you guys have a home field for 2023? We're working on it. That's that's I guess that's the last piece of the puzzle you could say. Um, we again, as, as part of you know doing things right, we wanted to we we reached out to so many different places where it wasn't just let's let's find a field and let, let's call it home. It was okay. What makes the most sense for what we want to do and what we want the game day experience to look like? So we reached out to probably over six or seven different places that we that we looked at in the metro Detroit area that were close enough um, to you know to the city. Uh, to Detroit. And uh, so now it's just about kind of making the final decision on on the pricing and how much that's going to cost us. And, you know, also being able to do the things that we want to do in terms of, you know, can we sell, can we sell some of our merch there? Can we have some, maybe some vendors come out and, um, and sell their products as well, some of the sponsors. So we're finalizing and that location should be, should be out and should be finalized hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Uh, how receptive were uh, uh, the locations? I'm assuming schools were were in the search. How open to uh, a new soccer team were were, were uh, candidate venues? 
Uh, yeah, pretty open. It's just it's it's just kind of hard because you have to get you have to get hold of their athletic director and then you have to go on their school website and figure out who that is and who's in charge of renting out the facility. Um, but fortunately, again, me and George going off of the our contacts that we've built um, over the last few years here in Michigan, we knew quite a few coaches in the area who are coaching high school or um, know people who know people and uh, just put us in touch. So we've been grateful for that. Yeah, I know there's been uh, that's one of the, the big pillars of uh, the, the grassroots and the amateur soccer world or even the professional world to some degree in this country is 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 finding that perfect fit that uh checks all the boxes it's in budget and uh, this the schedule is yeah. available it's a lot of things all have yeah. to align of course and that's i think that's been the probably one of the hardest parts because it's you know trying to find some place that that makes the most sense that like you said ticks all the boxes um and it's difficult because there's only you would think that there's so many different places that you could look at but in reality now with with so many different teams as well being in the area it's it's you know, you, you're looking at one place, and you're like, oh, that's nice. But this this team already plays on it or these two teams already play on it. And, you know, we kind of wanted to to go somewhere where, you know, we can call our, our home and we don't have to share with, you know, five or six other different clubs that are trying to use it. Yeah, that that gets to be pretty uh, crazy logistically. And then what if you get midseason, there's a postponed game or something and you're changing last minute. But yeah, yeah, uh, I, I hope that uh, uh, you you get your ideal pick on venue. Um, can you give any hints as you're looking more city-based or more suburban-based? Yeah, so um, all of the locations that we're looking at are within are within about 15 minutes of of Detroit, of the city. Um, so you know, there's the the two main locations that we're looking at right now are one's on the east side of of Detroit, which is right on the right on the border of Detroit, um, and then the other one is a little bit more towards. Um, towards the west side so it's kind of a little bit like they're on on opposite sides of the city but both of them are, re are really close to the city so uh, that that was the idea is that um wherever we end up you know all of our players and, and there's enough fans and people there that they could make it without having to make a you know super far drive into the middle of nowhere so what's uh your guys an ideal goal like uh where is it that you want to take this um so the, 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 what we decided was let's just focus on year one. Let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's not think about, you know, let's, let's do youth teams and let's do a woman's team and let's do a reserve team. Like we, we just wanted to start, let's start with a men's amateur, uh, you know, semi-professional team that plays in the sum in the summer. Um, but the biggest thing was we have enough experience, I think, and enough context here to make it a, a competitive team right from the beginning. Um, so that, that was the biggest thing is let's, let's put ourselves in a good spot to make a, uh, a competitive run for for the for the title right from year one. I saw that you guys are are doing tryouts. Um, when is that? You want to tell us uh, what what uh, like that's essentially kind of like your guys's first public uh, event, right. right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we're excited about that. So the the tryouts are going to be March nineteenth. It's a Sunday from four to six p.m. and those are going to be held at uh, Schoolcraft College at the St. Joe Sports Dome. Um, so it's going to be inside. So it's going to be good because of the, you know, it's hard to predict the weather in March. Um, so we'll have them there. And yeah, I mean, tryout spots are already, you know, it's already filling up. And um, I think thanks to the the base of how we started on social media and the things that we've been posting and the content we've been trying to put out and, you know, the mission and and everything like that, I think it's it's become very attractive quite quickly. So we're really excited. I mean, we're a little bit less than, than, um, than two months 
to the tryouts, but I think we're going to end up closing the registration uh, a bit before the tryouts just because of the the interest that we've had so far. So we're excited. I, like you said, it's going to be our very first um, showing where we're, you know, we're wearing liquid football gear and the apparel and, and people are going to see kind of what we're about. So we're excited. We're, we're having meetings constantly to figure out what that's going to look like and how, how we can make that the best experience for the players and, and the staff as well. I've enjoyed your social media stuff so far in the the, the short window that uh, you guys have been really like, you know, uh, hitting the ground. Um, uh, something with your assistant coach. And then also you were talking about your gear. I saw uh, you had a, a, a photo of, of the badge. Um, does that mean, was that, uh, that looked like it was stitching. Does that mean there's a shirt? Yeah. So um, that was one of the other things that we started right away was, um, was the, the jersey, the, the design the uniform in general. Um, George owns Champion Grind, which is a, a sports clothing company. And uh, he knows that he knows that whole process really, really well. So we just started designing a kit and we've gone through, we've gone through three samples already. So we, I said, I was like, look, it's not just about a kit that the players are going to wear, but I think it's also something that the average, you know, just the regular fan or anybody on social media or um, just anybody out there, regardless of whether they can attend a match or not, will look at this and say, wow, I, I want to have that in my closet as well. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've had three samples. We've made, we've made changes every single sample. We started making, I think the first one we made like 10 different changes and then we made five and then we made three. And fortunately now we're at the point where I think we finalized the design. Now it's just about, you know, putting the sponsors out there. Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners uh, and viewers about uh, this new football club uh, in its origin state as we are? Um, yeah, I think that just the biggest thing and just our focus for, for the club is just let's just do things differently. Let's not do let's not, you know, build a club the traditional way just because that's the way it's been done. Let's do it because this is the way we want to do it. Um, and as I said, we've seen many, we've seen a lot of organizations and clubs that, you know, maybe put the business side of it first. And for us, it's always been the product on the field and making sure we take care of our players and our staff. So that's, that's the way we're approaching it. Um, to everyone who's come on board, all the, all of the people who are going to come help us out for year one. Um, we've, the initial conversations have been like, look, if, if you're going to come and join us and you're going to come help out and you're going to dedicate your time to, to this project, we're going to give you a seat at the table. So all of our conversations are, are wide open. We don't hide anything from our from our staff and, and the volunteers and the people who are helping us out um, so that hopefully, you know, that they can get as much experience as possible for whatever their next job is or whatever their next experience is at, at their next uh, at their next club. So that's that's kind of the, the mentality behind behind liquid football. So if it's uh, starting with the players, is that like uh, creating like the best experience for them to, you know, if it's a summer league, it's, you know, transition from high school to college or in between college seasons or stuff like that. Is, is it for their experience or is it um, like you want to actually have the most competitive, like, um, like successful team? If it's players up, is it from a success or a training or experience, experience sort of, uh, how do you mean when you say a player first team? So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's one of the biggest questions was how do we make sure that the players, all they have to worry about is performing, you know? So what does that look like? So that means we take care of of all the external factors, as many as we possibly can. We, we do our best in terms of uh, the training environment. Um, fortunately, George and myself have had experience at a professional team before in Detroit City FC, so we've learned a lot. Um, so I think it's just... How can we make them enjoy the experience, uh, have a great you know, spring, summer, 
and uh, hopefully that allows us to to perform. And I think part of that is how we how we build a team. So um, one of the one of the ways is we're thinking is we're going to try and get a lot of you know a lot of really good high level college players um, who are you know in the summer ready to prepare for the next for their for their upcoming season. But at the same time, we're going to get a lot of experienced guys who are maybe ex pros. Um, who are in the area who can't commit to a nine month season, but they can commit to the summer and, you know, mix those guys, get, let the older guys, you know, show them a little bit of what they know to the younger guys. And then, you know, the younger guys push the older guys to stay fit and stay in shape so that they can perform also at a, at a good level. So I think mixing that is going to give us the best product on the field. Well, your time at Detroit city FC, what's uh, the thing from that time that you think that you'll be able to most apply to this liquid football? Uh, a little bit of everything, really. I mean, the biggest one is we know what a good team looks like. You know, we had we were lucky enough to have a lot of success uh, at Detroit City FC while we were there. So we we know what it takes to 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 win, to succeed, to to be a club that is continuously pushing forward and and pushing the boundaries of of what can be done. Um, so we saw that at, with with the owners and how they ran the club. At the same time, we saw that with with you know the the players and how they played and how they performed on the pitch. So I think having all of that allows us to come down to the MWPL um, and and really know exactly what what we need to do in order to be successful. Well, uh, Coach Javi Batista, the winner of the best uh, headphones on the podcast award. Uh, thank thank you. you so much for uh, telling me about this project. This is exciting stuff. Uh, I'm a, an advocate for more more soccer, the better, and uh, I appreciate you uh, taking a different angle to this. I wish you all the best, and let me know. Uh, when you get your home base, I'll, I'll be sure to shout it out. I appreciate that, Robert. Thank you for having me on. Thanks to Coach Javi Bautista of Liquid Football for joining the show. Next up, we've got a few minutes with Giuseppe Baroni, the former Michigan State Spartan, is now the captain of Rapid City Football Club, a first-year arena soccer team playing at the MSA Sports Spot in uh, Greater Grand Rapids. And I was lucky enough to catch up with him for a few minutes after his hat trick Man of the match winning performance on Saturday night. Back here post game after uh, Rapid City FC's second home match, an impressive 9 2 win. And I'm with man of the match Giuseppe Baroni. Hat trick on the night. Uh, tell me about that game. What a uh, huge step from uh, that first home game. Yeah. I think that uh, we're finally starting to, as a team, gel chemistry-wise. So I think it's showing in the performances now, um, in terms of fitness, in terms of playing with each other, uh, learning each other, how we move, how we pass. So I think that that was shown tonight. Yeah, and I got to say that third goal, the short-handed one, you uh, were on a two-man rush, centered to you. You touched it over the defender and then finished with the left foot, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I kind of walked it through, but that was beautiful. Uh, 
you guys were really on fire in the second quarter. Tell us about that's kind of where the game opened up there. Yeah, I think that is the joy of indoor soccer is you get those opportunities to really show yourself, and you get them more, I think, in indoor soccer. So I think that's where you, you, you get to show yourself your creativity and, and kind of have a little fun with it, and that's, that's exactly what, what happened. So what overall four games into this uh, Major League indoor soccer season, brand new club, um, I guess what made you join up, and then how do you feel about how it's going right now? Um, first and foremost, uh, the, the GM, Lewis Stevenson, he's been awesome with us. He's been so accommodating. He's been there for us uh, a ton of players. And so first and foremost, that was the reason why I, I joined the team, because I knew how good he would be to us. And then on top of that now, the coaching staff, the players, it's been, it's been really good and it's been a family environment. So nothing but good things for me. So a few of you guys have played with Taylor before, but um, did you guys feel like, uh, so you definitely feel like your, your, your chemistry is really growing? Like, what was like the turning point where you guys feel like it was really starting to come on? Yeah, I think it's still growing, right? I think that, you know, just with the with training and, and games, we've been together, I think, a few months now. So it's starting to, like, fitness is starting to get there. We're getting used to the indoor, the physicality that it takes, like the short bursts and, and, and just that different kind of physicality that it takes. So I think that's that's what's been uh, playing a factor. Because that's kind of different. A lot of these guys aren't necessarily like long-time indoor guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Like most of us have played outdoor together. We'll play some indoor, you know, here and there, but nothing, you know, official or uh, structured like this. So I think that, you know, having two months together has been big, and you're starting to see the, the, the results from that. Not only did you guys really do well uh, in the attacking third, like you, you seem dominant from start to finish tonight. Um, also, what can you say? I mean, with there being five field players, you kind of have to do a little bit of everything. You guys also did a lot of block shots and a lot of stopped a lot of. There's a lot of good defensive speed there. You guys didn't really let a lot of breakaways happen. Yeah, I think that's the big difference between this game and our first home game. I think we gave up seven or eight goals in our first home game. This one, too. So, I mean, you know, defense coming first and, and realizing that that's going to help us, you know, transition to offense. And I think that's exactly what we did. We were way more intense defensively, which helped us uh, in the result of the game. Yeah, I definitely saw a big difference from the first game to the second. Obviously, in, like, the result with how many goals let in. But the type, I mean, they only scored, they, the only goals they had were from free kicks. 100%. And yeah. then you never really allowed them... Um, many shots when you had the shots your goalkeepers came up for yep 100 yeah so i think credit to our defenders credit to everyone up the field and i think our goalie came up big a few times like came out big and made some big saves even took one on the head one time so yeah all around we were very intense defensively so so next game is on the road against cleveland the only team that you guys have lost to so what do you think about that game coming up i think the same thing we approach this game it's just defensively first intensity defensively and everything else i think will take care of itself all right good luck thank you for helping me out on michigan soccer central thanks for your time big thanks to my guests this week Coach Javi Batista of Liquid Football and Giuseppe Baroni of Rapid City FC. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your perspectives and your story at this moment with me and Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Much appreciated. If you check out the Michigan Soccer Central socials, you'll see our uh, call for recruit player profiles. It's uh, the pinned tweet on the Twitter, as I'm sure it is across all the other media channels. If you're a 23, 24, or 2025, uh, send in 
a uh, profile or send in your information to uh, Michigan Soccer Central at gmail.com and uh, they'll post that on the socials and get yourself out there and uh, help your recruitment a little bit. And there's also some video up on the socials right now. Looks like we had some folks out at the uh, Michigan Hawks Girls Soccer Winter Combine seeing a lot of good goals uh, posted from that. So uh, be sure to check out at MI Soccer Central across all the media platforms and be sure to check out the Michigan Soccer Central YouTube trying to make as many video episodes as possible and be sure to uh, subscribe over there. It'll just help us uh, keep going and going and trying to make Michigan Soccer Central an even uh, bigger asset uh, to the Michigan soccer community, uh, trying to keep this growing more and more. And speaking of which, Helping us grow. Thank you to Jenny Hajnaki for editing this program as always. As without you, this show does not go. And the MSA court, MSC court team members, thank you all very much too. And uh, I guess until next week, everybody, please enjoy your soccer. <laughs>